Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light and welcome back to another one of my podcasts. This is the only place you need to be to learn all you need to know about the police recruitment process and beyond. So increasingly now, I'm starting to move into the world of helping to support the thousands of clients I've had over the years who've succeeded in the police recruitment process who are now in service. So now what? You know, they are faced with a 30-something year career for many of them. How are they going to make sure that it is not just amazing, but is deeply fulfilling as well? And so there's various techniques that we can utilize to make sure that you succeed in various stages of going for specialist interviews, uh, promotion boards, um, uh, assessment centers to go to the next rank or specialist positions, whatever it might be. And for those of you who are aspiring to be a police officer, there's so many different hoops you have to jump through depending on the force. It could be role plays. Yeah, we're starting to see the return of role plays now. Metropolitan Police and Greater Manchester Police using role plays as a technique to assess you. Um, and also written exercises and forward-facing questions as well. And this happens in the world of going for promotion, where you are given a scenario and then you are asked, how would you deal with this? And it could be just as vague as, how would you deal with an underperforming officer or an officer who wasn't demonstrating the behaviours that are required by the Code of Ethics? And so you need a structure. And I'm going to help you out today because the structure that I think is going to help you nail it every day of the week is something called Kudsa. Uh, some of you might have heard of this before. It's something that I've morphed and borrowed and added to and taken away a little bit, but mostly added to. It's from the police sector. Uh, Kudsa is something I came across in 1996 on my police trainers course. Oh, is that a little noise in the background, a little ding da link There's my laptop in case you're wondering what it is. Uh, someone's sending me a message. Um, so anyway, back to the point. 1996, I did my police trainers course at the Country Club in Harrogate. I called it the Country Club. That was affectionately what I called it. It was a property owned by what was then National Police Training, which is now College of Policing. It's now derelict. I mean, it's really sad. I went there a few months ago to take a look at it. Actually, it was over, over a few months ago before lockdown. Um, and it's all falling apart and it's it's been dismantled. And it was really sad to see. But it, it, in, the, in its heyday, this is where trainers went to be trained. And the trainers of trainers went to be trained. And I did some awesome courses there. But anyway, back to the point. This is where I came across Kutsa. Now, what Kutsa stands for is confront, understand, define and summarise solutions, assess and monitor, and result. Now, that's not quite the original cutter, but it's one that I've kind of morphed a little bit. And how was it used? Well, I do believe it came from the world of public order policing, where it was used as a non-contact conflict management model. But I've morphed it so that you can use it for so many awesome things to ensure that you pass your uh, interview to get into the police or your promotion boards or you are awesome in your written exercises. So this is how it goes, folks. This is how it goes. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some examples of how cuts could be used in role plays, a written exercise, and in a HR-type forward-facing exercise, which would be of particular interest to those of you who are going for promotion. Because I certainly know that for Police Scotland and several other forces, they give you this. This is something they actually give you in your promotion board to get to the rank of sergeant. 
So first of all, role plays. Metropolitan Police and Greater Manchester Police are reintroducing role plays, I'm sure in a very COVID-secure way. Um, and this is where you're going to have to deal with now if the Metropolitan Police return to the role plays they used in the day one before the COVID pandemic, then it's going to involve you dealing with someone who's vulnerable and also you dealing with two people who are having some kind of neighbour dispute. Now, this is, this is in your role as a police officer, so you're actually pretending to be a real-life police officer. Um, for Greater Manchester Police, I believe, and it's only for detective, by the way, for Greater Manchester Police, if you want to be a detective in Greater Manchester Police, you do the online assessment centre, and then you go for an interview and role plays. One of the role plays, I believe, is you as a customer services officer dealing with a complaint at a shop, yeah, very realistic and exactly what detectives have to do. Anyway, um, and another one you have to deal with, I believe, although this could have changed by now because forces can do this whenever they want. Um, another role play where you deal with some kind of neighbour dispute. Again, neighbour dispute, testing your skills at being able to negotiate and deal with people who are angry about something. So how are we going to do Kudzer? Well, first of all, we're going to confront the situation. And this is going back to basics of just introducing yourself. But confronting the situation is getting to the point and saying, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. And this is what I'm hoping to do with you. And this is what it's going to result in, which is going to be awesome for you the awesome thing that they're looking for because ultimately people are only going to get involved with you and cooperate with you if you can give them something that says when you do all of these things something awesome is going to happen so um and i've got some wording for this if, if you want to find out a little bit more then you know join the facebook groups that's the best place by the way join the facebook groups the awesome awesome incredible facebook groups where we have now got almost just under 16,000 people in the police recruitment group and just under 3,000 serving officers in the serving officers cadre. And that group has only been up and running for less than two months. So it's just incredible, isn't it? Almost 3,000 officers. Anyway, there's loads of material in there to, in both those groups to help you. So we've confronted it, and now we want to find out exactly what's happened. So we're going to start off with a nice, big, open question. Please, can you explain to me exactly what happened? Now, those of you who are familiar with what I'm doing now, you'll know that there's a little bit of Ted Pie in there. <laughs> in case you're thinking, what's a Ted Pie? Join the Facebook groups. There's some links below, and I'll tell you all about what Ted Pie is. But we're asking a nice big open question so that they can do something called free recall. Now, those of you who are serving officers will be thinking, oh, he's borrowed that from the peace package. Yeah, <laughs> and your point is, it works. So free recall, let them say what they've got to say. But now we want to find out more information. So we are going to ask them probing questions using 5WH. Now, a prize for any of you who can tell me the relationship between 5WH and how the elephant got its trunk. And yes, there is a relationship. I promise you there is. If you remind me, I'll tell you in the next podcast. So I often hear when I ask people, so how would you use 5WH? To just sort of rattle off the different 5WH questions at random. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We're going to ask them in a simple to complex way. Because when you ask complex questions to start with, people aren't warmed up to it. They're not warmed up to answering questions to you, but they'll find it easier to answer questions that are things like, when exactly did this occur? Where specifically did this happen? Who was involved? 
What exactly did they do? What exactly did they say? What did you do in return? What did you say back to them? How else did they behave? Who else was involved? How long has this been happening for? Um, Why do you feel they are behaving like this? What do you feel is the cause of their behaviour? How is all of this making you feel? What causes you to feel like that? Can you imagine what it would be like to be in the shoes of the other person involved in this? How would you feel if you were in their shoes? And what sort of solutions do you feel would work to address these issues? See what I mean? If you ask all of those questions, you're going to get loads of really cool stuff back off any role player. And one of the things I've found over the years is the best way to simmer people down is to show that you're really interested in them and ask them questions. Even to the extent where I'd say things like, God, that's really interesting. Wow, that's really interesting. God, re- that really? That's really interesting. I wonder if I could ask you a little bit more about whatever it was. Or I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, how, how did this impact on you? So you, when you use little softeners like that, they work so well. Especially when you say to someone, that's really interesting. Or I'm just interested in what you said before. Now, I might not be interested, and I probably wasn't wondering, but they are great little softeners as opposed to just going straight into a question. There's so many softeners you can use, by the way. Um, I've got loads of them that I've used over the years that I've picked up off so many different people. They are awesome to use just before you actually ask a question because it it really hooks people in. And that's what you want to do. You want to get information from them. You're doing it ethically. You're not doing it in a way to trick them or anything like that. You just want to get exactly what's happened from them. And the only way to do that is ask questions. Lovely, open questions. So that's the understanding phase, and now we're going to define and summarise it, and this is where we uh, summarise back to the other person, more than just active listening, we've already done that, we're going to summarise back to the other person what your understanding is of what's happened based on what they've told you. And then from there, you can just check with them and say, what else have I missed? If you were in my shoes, what other questions would you have asked me? So you want to capture any information that you've not actually got and that's the way to do it this is the point also where we're going to match what's happened against any policy or any role as a police officer it'd be any law or legislation uh, or offenses that have been committed but whether it's policy whether it's legislation whether it's a law that's been broken whatever it is we're going to match that scenario against that and then this enables us then to have a rationale for any solutions that we come up with or that we solutions we get off the other person so the next stage is solutions now in my Uh, videos that I've done in the Facebook groups I talk about uh, different types of elements of solutions depending on what you're doing so if it was a police orientated one and the solutions were around a police orientated matter I'd be looking at TPAC this is something I developed by the way if you google it you won't find it and TPAC stands for trust building enforcement prevention advocacy and communication so in anything you do around enforcement you do more than that you do trust building you do preventative work you become an advocate for those individuals whether they are the victims suspects perpetrators offenders or witnesses or just are involved and you also communicate 
communicate, communicate, communicate. And if you can get other people to communicate in that community about what you're doing in a positive way, then even more awesome. And you use something called the wagon wheel of social media. So if you imagine a wagon wheel, it's got all sorts of spokes. Each one of those spokes would be something like YouTube, another one would be Facebook, another one would be Instagram, TikTok, um, did I say Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, all the different forms of social media. So you're getting your message out in so many different ways so that people are going to see and hear and get what it is that you're doing. So TPAC, very, very useful. Um, and now, if you've introduced anything, we need to make sure it's working. So we're going to assess and monitor it. And this is where you're just going to use the lines in front of a role play. You're going to say, so it's also my intention to meet with you on a weekly basis so that I can give you an update as to what we're doing and how it's been going, and really importantly, to seek feedback from you as to how you feel we are addressing this matter on your behalf, or how we are working with you to address this matter on your behalf. So, uh, lines like that, you may be thinking, God, just, it just rattle, rattles them off. Well, I've used those lines as a police officer that many times. I, I can say them in my sleep, you know, I'll be 90-something years old and I'll still be able to come out with those lines. Um, and at the end of it, the R stands for result. So all of, by doing all of this, I firmly believe it will result in, and then you describe the awesome result. And then you can finish it off by saying, how does that feel to you? And they're going to go, awesome. <laughs> well, they're probably not, actually. If it's a role play, they're going to say, whatever you think is best, or I still don't think that's going to work. And they're going to shout at you a lot, because that's what they do. And it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how awesome it is. They've only got certain lines so they're always going to give you lines like, that'll never work. And you're thinking, wow, this is the most awesome compromise and negotiation ever. This is something worthy of the United Nations. And they're saying, that'll never work. Well, of course they're going to say that. Don't worry about it if it's a role play. Those are the lines they've got. You just be awesome and deliver kudsa. So that's it for role plays. Uh, written exercise. How would you use kudsa for a written exercise? Well, very, very similarly. Um, the confront part is getting straight to the point. You know, I saw someone give an example written exercise to me recently, just to uh, can take a look at it, for the online assessment centre. And the first paragraph was just a lot of just a lot of vague nonsense, really. Like, uh, good afternoon, Sergeant. How are you? Uh, blah, 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 blah. A load of blah, blah, blah. No, get to the point. The purpose of this report is to... The purpose of this report is to uh, outline the circumstances that led to whatever the incident was. Um, suggest uh, a variety of solutions that could be used to address this issue and highlight my recommendations and the rationale behind those recommendations. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I've been told not to say boom, by the way, by my daughter. She says, you're too old to say that, Daddy. I've had other people say, actually... Um, you're too young to say that or something. No, you've got to be young to say that or you've got to be old to say that. I don't know, whatever. I think it's a nice phrase. So um, where are we up to with this now? Yeah, we've, we've done the confront part. That's your first paragraph because often people, when they get to written exercises and assessments, they, always, they, they fret about what the first paragraph's going to be. Well, you, you've already worked it out now, haven't you? That is your first paragraph for everything. That's my first paragraph for half the emails I send out. And now we are going to interrogate the issue that's in the pack in front of you by using, again, our 5WH. So what's the headline? What happened? That's the headline. So, and then you're going to go into the when and where, nice and simple questions. Uh, who was involved? What did they do? How did they do it? 
Um, how did this impact on other people? Think about them, the uh, witnesses or uh, victims, suspects, uh, and the wider community. So how has it impacted on people? How has it made people feel? Um, what are the possible causes? And then we're going to move into, uh, not solutions just yet, we're going to move into how does this match against policy, legislation, whatever it might be. And also, what information is missing and what do you need to do to get that information? So that's really important as well. And now we're going to move into solutions and it's exactly the same as TPAC. What are you going to do to build up trust? What are you going to do to enforce? What are you going to do to prevent? What are you going to do to be an advocate for the people involved? And how are you going to communicate everything you're doing so everyone understands what it is you're doing and why you're doing it? So there you go. Um, and then uh, same thing. How are you going to assess and monitor your progress? And what awesome result this will lead to? So there you go. Written exercise. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Now let's look at it for those of you who are serving officers. I know if you're a serving officer, you're probably thinking, I've been through all of that. I've done all the role plays. I've done the written exercises. Just give me the bit about the serving officers stuff. All right, this is for you. So if you're going for promotion, and it's a HR issue, then it's exactly the same. You're going to meet with the person, you're going to get straight to the point and outline to them what it is you want to see them about, and you're going to describe their behaviour, and this is the reason why I need to speak to you, and what I want to do is I want to understand what's happened from your perspective, or how you see things, or how you feel about things, Um and then what I want to do is then work with you to find some solutions, things that are going to work for you to help you become the best version of yourself again, depending on what the issue is. But it doesn't matter what the issue is that they give you. You can just use those lines, can't you? And then we're going to go into checking in with them. Is there anything you want to check out with me before we continue? Anything you want to ask me? And now we can move into the understanding phase which is just, again, so what I've noticed is, describe the behaviour, um, when did this first start occurring? Where did it first start occurring? Who was involved? What exactly happened? How did it happen? And then you're just going to 5WHM. And you can ask him, how's it making you feel now? Uh, you could start doing a little bit of motivational interviewing theory. So you could start saying, um, how would you like to feel about it in the future on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, you could ask them about their preparate, their readiness for change on a scale of 1 to 10, where it is now, where it needs to be next week, what they're going to do to help themselves get from where they are now to where they need to be. So there's loads of different techniques we can utilise. There's thousands of different questions we can ask. All of them are directed towards helping that person, enabling that person become the best version of themselves it can be. Now, they're probably going to give you some scenario which is either behaviour issues or performance issues or both. Now, if they're giving you that as a, a sergeant's board, it's a trap, right? It's a trap. You are not there to start looking at disciplining them and doing misconduct stuff. You're there to enable this person to be the best version of their future constable self they can ever, ever be. And that's your role as a sergeant, to enable that person to be awesome at being a police officer and to enjoy going to work and to have an awesome time when you are at work. Someone once asked me years ago um, at a party when I didn't want to talk about police work stuff because I was at a party and <laughs> said, so, oh, police officer, are you? So what are you? So I'm a sergeant. All right, so what's the job of a sergeant? And I thought, oh, God, I, I can't be doing talking forever to this guy. So I just said, do you know, 
It's my job to make sure everyone comes to work with a smile on their face and go home from work with a smile on their face. And if I've done that, everything in between has probably been good. And I thought, actually, I quite like that, so I must share it one day. So there you go, I've shared it with you. Um, so um, where are we up to now? Right, so that's the, yeah, that's the understanding phase. We're going to have lots and lots of questions. And I'll direct you towards uh, the world of person-centred counselling. That's well worth researching, the world of uh, Carl Rogers and person-centred counselling. This is where you've got... Uh, unconditional positive regard for the individual no matter what you think about what they've done or said or how they've behaved an unconditional positive regard and an absolute belief that the solutions to whatever the issue is that they're facing are within them they they know instinctively what the best solutions are so we're going to move on to the next part which is solutions and this is where we're going to ask them so what do you feel the best solutions would be moving forward what do you feel the best solutions would be and start with the end in sight and ask them so if everything could go really really well and if everything could work brilliantly for you and we could build on everything that's been good about your career to date tell me what's the ideal version of you going to look and feel like in a year's time or in six months time or in four months time or whatever it might be and they're going to say, oh, good things never happened to me. And that's a universal quantifier. They're saying good things never happened to me. You say, what, never? Tell me about a time when something good's happened to you in your career. And there will be something. So using a lot of different techniques there, uh, some of those are neuro-linguistic programming. Others are from the world of Carl Rogers' person-centered counseling, a little bit of motivational interviewing theory, and something called appreciative inquiry. So there's a load of stuff going on there that you could utilize, but it's taking all of those theories and turning it into some kind of practice. So you want to get them to give you the ideas as to what they feel is going to work in their future to help them resolve the issues that they have. And now we can move into the assess and monitor again. So one of the things I intend to do is to support you on a weekly basis so we can have a meet, we can have a little chat on an informal basis so I can just check in with you. How are you doing? What further support do you need from me? And, of course, all of this is going to end in the awesome result, because that's what they're after, an awesome result. Aren't we all after an awesome result? Um, I wish I'd had lots of sergeants and inspectors who helped me to do that during my career. Actually, I did have some. I had some. I can remember them really, really clearly. Um, probably about 15 20% of the sergeants and inspectors I had, and the chief inspectors and superintendents as I rose up the ranks, um, were, were awesome at helping me do that. Now, what would it be like if all of them were like that? I mean, how how brilliant would that be if you had every sergeant and inspector and chief inspector and superintendent just striving to enable the people who they have on their teams to be the best versions of themselves ever? How awesome would that be? Well, you know what to do, don't you? If you're listening to this and you're a PC or a sergeant or an inspector and you're going for the next rank, hey, it's on you. It's within your gift. It's within your gift. Anyway, folks, I hope you've enjoyed that and got something out of it because what I'm doing there is I'm sharing a load of things I've learned over the years. There's 30, I can't believe this, 36 years worth of experience in the police sector now. 36 years. And one of the things I've been kind of obsessed about during those years, probably from about early 90s onwards, 
is developing those sort of techniques based on things that I brought in from other disciplines, like the world of Carl Rogers and person-centered counselling. I went to night school to do a course on that. Um, I went to London to do a course on neurolinguistic programming with the originator of NLP, uh, Dr. Richard Bandler and uh, Dr. Paul McKenna. Yes, the stage hypnotist. And was it awesome? Oh my goodness, that was one of the most awesome courses I ever did. 12, 14 hour days but wow (laughs) I just mean wow Uh, what I picked up from that incredible so folks um, uh, invest in yourself you know don't expect the police to hand all of this to you on a silver platter go out there and find this stuff or or take a shortcut go to the Facebook groups in the links below and that's where I highlight a lot of these techniques and share a lot of these things with you uh, so that you can help develop yourself and become the most awesome, amazing version of yourself so you can have this most amazing, fulfilling and successful career because that's what it's about, isn't it? If it's not about that, what is it about? All right, folks, that's the end of this podcast. I shall look forward to speaking to you next week and keep the comments rolling in i love hearing from you when you tell me about the podcast where you listen to them and how it's helped make a difference in your life how i've helped you to become the most awesome version of your future constable self all right i'll catch up with you soon folks bye-bye for now